We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We hope we haven't run into a Carson Wentz situation. A guy that has an exceptional season, parlays that into a big-time contract, and then boom. Right. Because you look at you look at Dak had these same numbers with five games, missing five games, if Jalen Hurts has right now. And I told you guys, I said he's turning the ball over too much. Oh, but we winning. Okay. Now what happens when he's turning the ball over and you don't win? Now you want to place blame on him. Well, you should have been placing blame saying, Jalen, we can't keep turning the ball over like this if we expect to have the success that we're looking to have long term. They have an issue. Wentz watch. watch. Made a valid point, and and the thing of it is, we allowed that to to be the case because we hey, I moved the line. I'd be the first. I blame I you. The line. You did it. Yeah, I moved the line. It's your fault. And I was like, hey, because I I not fell the Eagles into that trap. You, I fell into that trap where people were like, what are you complaining about? We're undefeated. It don't matter. Okay, you're right, and I sound like an idiot. This <laughs> <laughs> is cool. But now it's a problem. Yeah, it now is. We wanna, now we want to blame the quarterback. He's I an still, idiot. I still blame the coaches because mm-hmm. coaches have to be – you have to tell them – it always has to be a yeah, but. When I think of it, my time in the NFL and I think about the success that we had when we were at our height, I always, it always comes with a yeah, but. And you think about the fact that, you know, we played in four NFC championship games and all of that stuff. In order to get there, you always had to strive to be better than you were the week before. But for whatever reason, when we talk about this team and, and we talked about the standard, it was okay as long as we were winning. And that's what the fans were okay with. Well, I was told the standard is the standard that always rises. But the quarterback has not risen this year. In fact, he's <laughs> gone backwards from last year. <laughs> Let's see what Elliot Shore Parks thinks of all this, including Hurts, the quarterback, and, of course, Dallas Goddard's comments to us. Elliot, he would join us right now. And he's sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first $10 bet and get $125 in bonus bets. Must be 21 in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Maryland. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. ESP, what's going on, man? What up? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty well, good. we're just, you know, just going through a playoff week with co- questions about the coach's future. Certainly feels like it. Yeah, it yeah. really does, doesn't it? Like, can't wait for kickoff. Maybe we'll get there, but we got a lot of stuff to unpack before we do. Elliot, let's start with Jalen, and then we'll get to some of, com- some of the comments from uh, Dallas today with us. Elliot, Jalen Hurst this year, I, I don't think he's gotten quite enough blame down the stretch of this season. I've been very critical of the coaches, but Jalen also just hasn't – he hasn't elevated them enough through this. Elliot, where are you on Hurts as we enter the playoffs? Yeah, so I think Jalen has probably been the most disappointing player on the Eagles this season. Bradbury has been worse, for sure. I mean, the defensive line has not been what you want it to be. But if you talk about the player that they thought would be the reason they win, like the reason that they can't that they that they don't invest in linebackers or the reason that they don't invest in safeties or all those things, why they don't need to spend premium money on a running back. It's because they thought they had a quarterback that like great quarterbacks makes up for the the deficiencies on other part of the team. And Jalen has had good stretches this year, right? Like I think Jalen rightfully so was right there in the MVP consideration six weeks ago. But what a great quarterback does is he doesn't allow his team to go through what they're going through right now. Has the defense been bad? 
yes, the defense has struggled. There's been drop passes. I think Jalen cannot win the game by himself, but he is the franchise quarterback. He is the guy that when it comes to the car, he's the engine. Like, it's, he's holding the keys. He touches the ball the most of any player. And the reality is, over these last six weeks, they have needed him to put his Superman cape on, and he's not done it. And if you look at the issues against the Blitz, I think, you know, so often you hear, well, there's no hot reads. Like, I think the main issue against the Blitz is Jalen. I think that is why they struggle against the Blitz. Ellen, let me ask you this, because I, I just theorized this a couple hours ago as we were trying to work through the Blitz issues, right, and why it, it's looked the way it has. Elliot, do you think he doesn't realize, or it's just kind of built into his, his demeanor as an athlete, that he's not the runner he used to be? My point is, he defaults to getting out of the pocket and running and making something happen with his legs. That's who he is. That's, that's the player he is. And it wor- it's always worked for him. This year, more than ever, I notice, he doesn't get the corner. He-, he gets chased down, and he has to usually throw it away. I don't think he's as explosive as a runner this year. Do you think that's part of it, that he still thinks, I can make something happen with my legs, even though it's nothing's happening when he does this? Yeah, um, I mean, it's an interesting theory. I, I think there's there's probably some sense to it in terms of athletes, you know, feeling they can still do things that maybe their body can't do. And look, Jalen's not 35. It's not like, you know, he's past his physical prime. I and mean, he's dealt with injuries this year. Um, and like, I'm sure most players in the year is probably banged up, you know, to a certain degree. So, yeah, maybe that's part of it. But, but when I look at the main issue, I believe Jalen's having against the Blitzes. I just, to me, it feels like he doesn't get rid of the ball quick enough. Now, maybe that's because... He doesn't, you know, pre-snap, like they're having trouble noticing what blitz is coming and he's not getting into the right thing. Maybe it's after the snap, you know, and he sees what's coming. It takes him longer to, I don't know. But when I watch their blitzes and or the, the times they've been blitz, to me, and it's easy for me to say in the all 22, I'm not in the pocket and I, and I recognize that. But to me, it looks like there are options to throw the ball, but you have to get rid of it quicker. Like with, to your point about running, uh, running, what he's doing is, you know, if, the, if there's pressure, he rolls to one side. Well, that cuts off half the field. And, you know, maybe the routes aren't on that side or maybe there's not as many options on that side. So I think they can be a team that's really good against the blitz. Like, they have receivers that win one-on-one quickly. They are putting receivers on quick routes across the middle more than people realize. Jalen's not getting rid of the ball quick enough. If, if he starts to consistently do that, they won't be blitzed as much. But Todd Bowles in Tampa Bay, they already blitz a ton. I am sure heading into Monday night, they're going to get a lot of blitzes early on, or at least looks that look like blitzes to try to, to try to throw Jalen off. But, but with that being said, Elliot, and, and I know I'm probably asking you a lot because we're, we're all speculating at this point, but don't you think that's on the coach to kind of, even if he knows that that's, that's where you're deficient at, to try to put you in positions and, and, and call plays for you that allow you to make those decisions quicker? So – I think when you talk about, you know, why this team is struggling and the blitz in specific, it's not 100% one person. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not 100% one thing. But the reality is, and Hugh, I mean, I'd be interested for your perspective on this as a former player. Like, the coaches can tell you during the week what to do. It's a different thing to go out there and execute it. I thought Goddard had an interesting quote to you guys uh, on air about how, you know, he felt that they weren't checking into the right looks or that the answers were there, and I'm paraphrasing here. The answers were there, but they weren't getting into the looks. Like, I, I And I'll say, like, Jalen's job is harder than the coach's job. I just find it very hard to believe that a professional NFL coaching staff with coaches that Brian Johnson is getting a head coach uh, interview with the Carolina Panthers. Nick Sirianni was one of the top coaches in the NFL last year. That They don't have built-in answers for what is there. I just think ultimately, and there's a reason Jalen makes more money and is a bigger reason of why they win when they win, he's the one on the field that has to get them into those looks and then has to execute it. And so – I agree the coaches, like, if through 18 weeks it's been a problem, they deserve blame as well. 
I just think the main issue is the pre-snap and, the, and how the quarterback is handling it. The other thing that that's, uh, caught a lot of us today is, is maybe the mentality of the team. What's going on outside of just the quarterback play down the stretch of the season? Elliot, I, I, I've been taken aback listening to some of these guys, including Dallas with us uh, on our show, at some of the stuff they've said the last few weeks. Elliot, after the, uh, the Cardinals game, Sidney Brown came on the postgame show with Rob and Jack and said, we just lost to the worst team in the NFL. Fletcher Cox on Sunday after the Giants game said we lost to a bad team. And then today Dallas with us said they thought they wouldn't have to do much down the stretch to win against these teams. It strikes me as a team, and I don't know where this mentality came from, that, that is thinking too highly of themselves. I mean, we, Elliot, we've seen a lot in the NFL. Hughes played in it. If you think you're better than a bad team, you get beat. I'm just shocked hearing some of these things. And it's not just one guy. It's not like, oh, Dallas just thinks this. No, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing three players talk down on other teams. Meanwhile, they can't beat them. Yeah, so what's interesting is the analysis is actually correct by them, right? Like the Cardinals are maybe the worst team in the NFL. And, yeah, they did just play three teams that they should have beaten. And in terms of feeling good about themselves, to your point, you know, about maybe thinking higher of themselves, I mean, they were like 27-3 and three in their last 30 games before this slump. So I understand from their perspective going into these games and thinking we are better than these teams, we should win. But the way they're playing, there's probably not a team in the NFL right now that they definitely would beat. Like they're, they're sloppy before the snap. The turnovers have been an issue. I mean, they, they have a lot of problems. So, But on the flip side, I would say, you know what? Like, with as bad as things are going, I don't know. If they're going to have some confidence, like, it doesn't seem like anyone else believes in them. So if in that Novacare, they still go to practice every day and feel they're a great team, and they feel in the playoffs now that they're fully concentrated, that they'll turn it on, maybe that's the only hope they have at this point. Because the locker room stuff, in terms of, you know, the dynamics, I think that's a different concern. But if they're going to be overly confident, I think that's better than kind of hanging their heads, which it felt it, it feels like a time this season. That- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're done that. All right, Ellie, I'm going to ask you a big picture question. And I know uh, you personally might not feel this way. I heard you yesterday with, with uh, Jack and, and Ike about you know, a guy like Bill Belichick. But just a big picture, like a holistic thing. If you're Jeff Lurie, and you may be on the fence after Monday about Sirianni. Do you think he will or he should think about this idea? If this is like a truly great coaching free agent class that doesn't happen very often, and whether or not you agree with that, but if that if he thinks that, do you think that should factor into their Sirianni decision? Like, hey, this is a weird year where there's like three or four coaches that are very rarely, if ever, available. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like when you talk about going up for – and when they went up for Carson in 2016, if I'm not mistaken, part of the thought process of teams that were going up were thinking that the next year's class wasn't that good, right? So yep. I definitely think you have to look ahead. Now, things can change a ton in a year. Like maybe the next year's class doesn't look great, but a year ago the idea of firing Sirianni was probably crazy too. So, uh, yeah, but I think that that should factor in. I mean, I think the interesting thing about, about Nick that maybe is not brought up, brought up enough is – if you look at, like, who, who Lurie has hired, Andy, if I'm not mistaken, called plays. Doug called plays. Chip called plays. Uh, Nick was hired to call plays. Nick no longer ha- uh, calls plays. So I just wonder if, if part of this process of he deciding to keep Nick or not 
if he says to himself, I hired somebody I thought was going to be the, the answer on offense, the play caller, and he's not that anymore. Like maybe Nick could go back to it, but he's currently not the play caller. So I just think that's also part of this, that if he sees guys out on the open market that call plays, like uh, Ben Johnson in Detroit, um, you know, like guys like that that are going to be the play callers when they get here, I, I think that's something Lurie will think about. Yeah, I think he should. Elliot, all right, before we let you go, we have, what, four or five days till kickoff here? How, how are you leaning on this Wednesday before a playoff game? Eagles or Bucks? Yeah, I, I think they're going to win the game. Uh, you know, I've probably been more optimistic about this team over the last six weeks, and I've certainly sunk with the ship to a certain extent, but I'm not jumping off at this point. I just, they have too much talent, and they, they have more talent than the Bucks. They should have the better quarterback. Uh, the Bucks are not that good. For as bad as the Eagles are playing, the Bucks just scored nine points in a game that they had to win to make the playoffs. So I do think there is a little bit to the Eagles coasting over the last few weeks. I think the beginning of this game is crucial. Like, if they, if they fall behind, I think this, this team will crater and it's over. But if they can go into this game confident and feel like, you know, they're, they're back themselves and they can get a lead, I think this team is still capable of making a run. So I'm going to pick the Eagles to win the game. But I recognize it definitely is possible on Tuesday. I look like a, uh, look like a fool for doing that. Yeah, well, people won't be mad at you if it happens. They'll no, be mad at the Eagles. Uh, people are always mad at me. Well, that's so they'll true. Find a way. They yeah. will. All right, Elliot, we appreciate it. Have a good rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. ESP. Sounds good. Yep. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.